0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Ohio Bigfoot Podcast. And uh, thank you for tun- tuning in to another fun and exciting episode. Uh, first of all, I'd like to let everyone to know that you can now find us on Instagram, Ohio Bigfoot, and Facebook at Ohio Bigfoot Project. And then, HTTP dot dot slash slash whatever it is, or slash slash dot dot, something like that, the Ohio Bigfoot, well, OhioBigfootProject.com. And as always, we're just going to jump right into it. So, thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Mike Hartman. Founder of the Ohio Bigfoot Research and Investigation Center, Ohio Bigfoot Podcast, The Ohio Bigfoot Project. Now, we're going to tonight talk about, a little bit about electronics and uh, some key factors to uh, keeping everything alive when it comes to being in the woods. So, without further ado... When it comes to Bigfoot research, one of the things that we rely on the most, or at least a good bit, is electronics. This could be in the form of digital cameras, cell phones, audio recorders, hearing devices, uh, even FLIR and thermal imaging, and one of the things I carry with me directly is a decently expensive portable podcast studio with arm mics it's um yeah it's it can handle four mics at once plus headphones the field recorder itself the power pack for it it's a little bit of of an expense now when it comes to this equipment Keeping it safe and in good working condition is very important. Because over time, much of this equipment will malfunction or break on its own. But when you have a hand in it, and it's no longer working, it seems to just suck that much more. So one of the things I want to speak about on this episode is the things that we can do to protect and keep our equipment in perfect working condition. Thankfully, with all this new electronic equipment being invented, so has the accessories to keep them safe and protected from the elements. However, there are a few steps we can take to uh, progress these precautions a few steps more. On the last episode, and on uh, some other episodes, you probably heard me mention my favoritism for a small invention known as hand warmers. Those wonderful little bean bags that create heat. Not only can you use them to increase your own warmth and personal comfort, not only do they make fantastic boot dryers, But they have another use that many do not know about when a hand warmer expires meaning that you use it and it no longer produces heat most people throw them away i do not i keep mine in a very dry ziploc bag because the material inside of those bags absorbs moisture like you would not believe and when they can no longer contain any more moisture they will become hard as a brick that's when you throw them away but they're kind of like an oversized drying agent that you would find in an appliance box you know those little dry dry packets so I keep those for when I'm going out and to the field, should it be rainy or wet conditions, snowy, I will put them in the cases with my equipment to absorb any and all moisture. They also work great to rubber band around a cell phone that should you drop it in water. And these are good to pack into your hiking boots should they get wet, as overnight they will pull a great deal of the moisture out probably won't completely dry them but they'll pull out a lot of water now along with those I use dry bags Uh, especially use these in my canoe or my kayak as an inside liner to my hiking pack I use them for camping hiking all seasons they add a layer of protection to equipment and then in severe weather, I will take it out of my hiking pack and put my hiking pack inside of the dry bag. My hiking pack has a rain flap that folds out and goes around it, but you just can't beat those dry bags. Uh, small dry bags are also great for keeping plaster of Paris, as it has to... Um, maintain a moisture free environment. In extreme wet weather I ditched the plaster of Paris and instead I switched to spray foam. Then another great tool is good old double locked zip bags. That you know you just can't beat the zip locks with the two strips across the top. They're great for keeping audio recorders in. You've all seen in a documentary, the cameraman with the trash bag wrapped around his camera. I like this, but the bag rattle can mess with the speakers. So I go with the shotgun effect. I like small cameras, so I prefer to take a two liter bottle and cut the big end off of it, and then cut a hole in the side of it just big enough about halfway back that I can fit my hand through. And then I'll slide the camera into that bottle, hold it with my hand, and uh, it makes a perfect rain cone to keep rain off of your camera. But not only that, you can uh, wrap an old T-shirt or something around the two-liter, and it'll make a rain muffle so you don't get that sound of the water hitting the plastic bag. This also works great with audio recorders as well as uh, the plastic chamber trap sounds making, making the sounds louder but also more directional and more distinct, but it blocks out a great deal of the ambient noise. I just cut off one end at an angle, placed a recorder inside on a rock. Or a rock and a used hand warmer especially in rain or snow you can also attach two bottles end to end or even two end to end and then two on the sides and literally make a a four-way audio trapping like the old army siren shape you know the the microphones well, imagine four of those put together with your recorder in the center, and do- making that out of uh, two liters is perfect, because it keeps the water out. If using a camera with a shotgun mic, you do have to slightly modify your system a little bit. These days, most use a cell phone, and uh, so a nice waterproof case or phone bag is Tops. When recording anything, I like to use lapel microphones to enhance the quality of the verbal audio. I also like to write a lot in the woods, keeping notes. A rain or snowfall can make this difficult. With that, I use Samsung Notes or another note-taking app. My app converts speech to text. So later, I can simply read what I wrote, write it down in my notebook, in the hard book, and, uh, yeah, that way I've got my notes, but I didn't compromise my notebook itself. And then in my notebook, I usually use plastic letter sleeves, or a uh, really nice hard case, a clip case, comes in handy. Then your paper, if you need a cheap and easy lamination for paper maps, I use strips of packaging tape on each side of the paper with a quarter inch to half an inch overlap on each side. So you just put tape, overlap the edge of the next piece of tape with the other one just a little bit, another piece of tape, a little bit of overlap, kind of like you were shingling. Then you flip your paper over, and you match your tape up in the end, and then you just trim around it with a pair of scissors so all the edges are even. And that makes a fantastic waterproof map. Uh, my hiking pack, boots, clothes, everything gets sprayed with silicone regularly for water, water resistance. And everything is kept in a waterproof tote. So, that's pretty much it for this podcast. I've got a lot going on this week. And I really just don't have time to put one out. But I felt like I had to put something out. Um, I've got some interviews lined up and whatnot I'm trying to close on. But, speaking of notebooks. I have created a notebook With my note-taking style, which is now available on Amazon Kindle for purchase, it is a hardcover and there is a paperback that you can keep your notes in as it features one blank page for my notes that or my prompts to record certain information that I like to collect, and then one blank page for your notes. And uh, this information can be used to build a pattern to Bigfoot activity. It holds 200 entries. It's 7 inches by 11 inches. The cover has a blanked out white spot for you to write your name, or the name of your organization, and, or even a volume number on. And uh, they're available right now. It's um, Ohio Research Records and Investigation Notes. Um, speaking of notes... Another thing I want to talk about as I'm starting on this podcast is Sighting of the Week. It can be a new sighting, it can be an old report, it could even be just an incident report. But for today, we're going to talk about Belleville, Ohio. Not Not far from Butler, Ohio. I spoke with one of the original people about Big Head. Big Head was a local Bigfoot that was seen on more than one occasion on the outskirts of this small town, yet sits not too far from the Mohican State Park. The reason for the name is just that. It was reported to have an abnormally large head. The reign of Big Head started in the late 1970s and lasted through the mid-1980s. There was one or two reports in the 90s. So if you're around Butler or Belleville in the evening, watch the woods. Maybe you'll catch a glimpse of his spawn. I'm pretty sure that same creature wouldn't be alive now. But, ah, maybe one of his uh, spawn made it. Uh, This week is gun deer season. The Orange Army is hitting the woods. And many animals are about to be displaced, deer and Bigfoot alike. They'll go pr- normally, uh, primarily nocturnal, especially deer. Uh, they'll lay low and hide during the day in the thickest, nastiest brush or unaccessible areas you can find them. Um, one thing they'll utilize is a hill or ridge tops. From this high vantage point, they can have an eye in the sky, so to speak. So, if a hunter starts coming from the west, they can skin out towards the east. however, once after this week is over and the pressure is relieved, there's gonna be a lot of foraging going on. so after this week, I would try to get in the woods if you're in Ohio um yeah, the book title is uh On Amazon just Bigfoot research comma records and investigations and as I said it's designed to pattern Bigfoot activity in the same way that I pattern deer activity or anything that I'm hunting Uh, even fishing my fishing log and my fishing journal it's designed to act the same way Uh, Next episode, I'll be talking about, one of the things I'll be talking about is rigging your car as a weekend research vehicle. And like I said, folks, that's, uh, I've got a lot to do. Um, (laughs) I've got some people contacting me about interviews. Um, So yeah, I'm going to call it short for this episode and try to get these contacts made. And hopefully be back next week. Um, Hopefully from in the field, in the woods. So have a great week, everybody, or rest of your week. Lay low this weekend. Deer hunters are going to be hard at it. And not a good time to be bigfooting. No need to risk getting shot. Uh, If you're not from Ohio and you're listening, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll be talking about some Bigfoot stuff going on, in the, going on in other states. So uh, have a great weekend, everyone. See you later.